Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. I'm your joyful host, Shanice Cleckley, and this is episode six, Growing Through Resilience. In this episode, I'm talking to my friend, Sandra Metzdorf. Sandra's growth path takes her from a Colombian immigrant to a corporator to now an entrepreneur. As a military spouse and a U.S. veteran, Sandra continues to serve the community by helping others achieve wellness through strategic action and accountability. You're going to want to grab a pen because she dropped some serious nuggets in this episode. Enjoy episode six, Growing Through Resilience. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. I'm your joyful host, Shanice Cleckley. And today I have my sister friend with me who is an accomplished, accomplished business um, owner, um, just great lady all around. Hey, Miss Sandra, how are you? Hello, Shanice. Hello, everybody. Doing well over here. How are you? I'm good. Well, the Bootstrap Queen, we always has our fir- have our first question. And the first question is, what is your superpower and how do you use it to impact the world? Mm-hmm. My superpower is uh, resilience. It is the unwavering decision to experience, to allow, to learn from, and to grow through seasons of change and of life and adversity that'd be my superpower and i use it primarily you know in my own seasons of life i've used it primarily as a model for others i think uh our communities no matter where we are you know being military and being from south america i get the chance to experience a lot of different communities but we we have this feeling that we're going through stuff on our own Mm -hmm. and once we have enough courage and enough faith or we should have the blessing to hear another voice that says oh yeah that stuff is hard or oh that nearly knocked me on my butt but you know sometimes it's but god or but i got through or but for the sake of this so i use the superpower of my resilience to primarily encourage others simply by being courageous to to have the conversation out loud so what's been the biggest change that helped you bounce back? What was the one that's been the most pivotal in your life that really made you who you are right now? I know every moment makes you who you are. Yeah. But what is something where you just sat back and said, that changed me for the better? Wow. I think, I think everything changes us for the better. You know, the, the, the faith that we follow encourages us to know that, that all things are worked for good. But I'm turning 40 in June, in a couple of months, in County. Welcome to the 40 Club. (laughs) Man, what a glorious time it is to be this age. When I was in my 30s, I thought 40 was going to be so old. But Mm. now I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how to get it. I know exactly what I don't want. And I have enough time to grind out some of the... um, the things that I want to accomplish before I can hang up my suits and my black, you know, patent leather shoes and, and ride out into the sunset on this beautiful lake. Um, but I, at 38, so two years ago, I felt something. Mm-hmm. And I thought initially that it was physical. I thought maybe um, starting menopause early. 
Maybe it's hormonal. Maybe I have arthritis. Maybe I have an ulcer. For about three or four months, I started to feel this thing. Things were changing. And you got to be careful what you ask for. And you got to be careful what you pray for because Mm -hmm. these things are actually heard. So, and you also have to be careful what you're asking for by repeating it inside of your thoughts. Oh, yes. Got to be mindful of your script. That, Ladies, I'm here to communicate to you that whatever they say out there may be a distraction to you, but nothing matters most than what you hear in here and what you choose to pull and highlight and replay and grow. And so I started to feel something and I said, I, and I went through, you know, I have a really great physician. I'm pretty healthy. I eat very, very clean. I love physical motion, functional movement. I drink a lot of water and I, I couldn't figure out what it was, but I went to my, my primary care physician on the base and great, great doctor whom I have a great relationship with. So it hasn't, you know, it's been like, Hey, you're here to help me help me navigate through this. Can you do some blood work so we can discard some things? And, and it wasn't anything physical. Mm-hmm. There were some minor changes, but nothing physical. Well, then I set on this journey and it's been an arduous two year journey. I feel like I'm on the tail end of it, right. but a lot change. Career decision change. My body and the way that I feed myself and the way that I move my body for the physical goals that I have changed. The people who were coming into my life, whether I would say yes to meetings or yes to dinners or let's go for some cocktails or no, or the influence that the influences that were coming into my life, like Facebook, I completely decided two years ago that I had had enough of Facebook and that for me, it was not personally serving me Mm -hmm. with an authenticity. I thought I was a good friend because I posted happy birthday. I thought I was a good friend because, because, and then I would hear these people talk about, well, did you hear that Shanice got a new podcast? I'm like, Oh, you know, did you participate? No, she just posted about it. So it it was this passive interaction, which I make no judgments for you all. Right. For you all. Perfect. No judgments here. But for me on this escalated level of intentional living, that passive approach was just not good enough. The same thing with my career, the same thing with my home. I decided, gosh, when I go home, what do I want home to look like? Mm. What, do I want, what do I want this space around me to be? How much clothing is, is enough clothing? And how much of it is distracting from me having to clean it, put it away, look at it and say, oh, shit, this doesn't fit anymore. Nice. Now I'm sad. Now I just... And so that has been the biggest transition. I am on the tail end of it. And I have intentionally released the resistance of it. And I'm so you, just want, you wanted to be present and, and not use, like you, I like the way you said passive, that we do use social media and communication tools that we have, which is very, very commu- um, convenient. All of it's convenient. Email is convenient. Um, texting is convenient. But it's something about that intentional um, being present in human form to actually meet the people and talk to the folks and get on the phone with someone and say, let's meet up because you do have to at least do that point. But to have that, that physical touch, how important is that for you? Absolutely. It's crucial. But, but in, the, in the term of social media, 
there's a little bit extra going on there for me. Again, I'm speaking about for me. Right. If anybody out there seems to be triggered, it's an opportunity for you to explore how you yourself manage and what you your own priorities are. I'm speaking about for me. Every time we take a look at an image and we use our eyes and our brain to process that image, whether it's an advertisement about a new, you know, a new suit, a new suit, a new subscription-based wardrobe, or or somebody else's your friend's picture. You know, this is requiring energy from us. Mm-hmm. So you may think that you're just spending an hour a day on social media, but it's important to consider how much energy that hour is taxing from you as you're quite literally scrolling. I think that's why you see people go into these like mummy, you know, like just kind of scrolling, scrolling, mm-hmm. or they'll pick up their phone and they'll open an app and close it and open an app and close it, you know, not really with that intention. Right. It was it was using a lot of energy that I wanted to use in other areas of my life that I wanted to use to create, that I wanted to use to finish my family's photo albums. I'm I'm Hispanic and we, I grew up with picture albums and I, you know, here at the lake, Wi-Fi is very limited right. and signal is basically non-existent. So we sit down and we play a record on the record player and we open up a photo album. I have ten years to catch up. Right. You know, um, so that was one of the things for social media. And, and the other thing was, I don't have a lot of free time. And I think a lot of people don't have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like more and more every moment of our days is just full. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to slow time to have a two or three hour meal with my friends two bottles of wine in, you know, I want to see how, how are you feeling? Another thing with social media is that we may think that we're seeing something, but we all know that we're only seeing about 10% of the story toward the positive or toward the negative. That's right. You may see your girlfriend rocking out at the gym, but you don't know how many workouts she's missed, how sore she's feeling, how Mm -hmm. defeated she might feel. Or maybe how guilty she might feel because she's the one that's been able to drive some change through consistency and she sees that potentially her friends, there's a lot going on and I believe that that's where the juice is. Mm -hmm. So with limited time that I have, the limited energy that I dedicate to this, I wanted it to matter. I wanted it to be intentional and deep. But but that's what you're all about. I mean, that's what Growth Path Project is about. This is Tell me about Growth Path Project and how that got into your intentionality. Absolutely. So the Growth Path Project is... Which, by uh, the way, I still love that name. You like the Growth Path Project? I don't think I ever told you that. Mm, Well, thank you. I do. It is is very uh, on purpose. And and if you think of Sandra M. Metzdorf, I want you to think that this chick is doing it on purpose, uh, crying on purpose, living on purpose, loving on purpose making some really big decisions relationship-wise, life-wise, career-wise on purpose. Uh, The intention is for us to grow. If you look outside at nature, just just take a drive and you'll see that any any tree, anything that's connected to the earth, that's rooted in the earth is going to grow. Right. Regardless, children, you know, they grow, we grow. Uh, And left unattended, it becomes a mess. 
Mm -hmm. Left without nurturing, it can be limited to how much it can grow, how much it can produce. You know, the good book calls us to constantly be allowing our creator to prune us back. That implies that there's some growth and that's not always even or fruitful. Um, So I knew that I wanted to do a service that was about growth and becoming better. Now, I, um, it's a gentle growth because I study a lot of psychology and I study a lot about habits and Atomic Habits is one of my favorite books here recently. Mm-hmm. How do we make minuscule changes as opposed to, I'm going to go to the gym every day for three hours and that lasts, you know, 20 days maybe. And so you're, me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're burnt out and you're tired and then you walked off pissed. That didn't work either. Right. I might as well just do So we knew that we were talking about growth. I knew that in today's environment where people are getting so bombarded with tasks, demands on their energy, organizations, companies, corporations from from the big box super centers to social media corporations are spending billions of dollars to get us hooked on using their products. Uh, so there's so much of, of a demand that if I wanted people to grow, I knew that I needed to be responsible for making it easy. So I needed to create a path. And truthfully, this is a project because it involves a lot of trial and error. It involves a lot of getting to know the person who's in front of me and getting to understand what stage of life they're in, what they're ready for mm-hmm. and what they may not be ready for. And also the makeup, what things are they carrying from the past? that are either fueling them or keeping them back. Mm -hmm. So the Growth Path Project is an organization with a mission to inspire strategic action. It's very key, strategic action through personalized community accountability. Um, We have our Mount Everest to climb, which is um, a bit of an app, if you will, just community accountability done through the technology that we all of us have so handy. Right. I currently am involved and kind of my joy is to get into different communities in English and Espanol and deliver workshops where we talk about simple conversations in terms of big topics, mm-hmm. physical fitness, mental health. We talk about career development and we talk a lot, a lot, a lot about entrepreneurship. Okay. Now give me a nice practical definition of growth because we see growth and you know what growth is it is an action but yet growth can also you know be used as a noun you you know trees grow people grow what is growth to you growth to me is taking the resources that you currently have available clarifying where you want to go how far out that may be it could be you can't get there for a hundred pounds or a hundred thousand dollars or you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. taking the resources that you have avail- available right now to make progress in the direction of your goals. That to me is growth. Okay. And did you want to do that as a little girl speaking of growth? Who, what <laughs> did you want to be as a little girl? Oh my gosh, I love this question, Shanice. <laughs> I wanted to be an international flight attendant, ladies and gentlemen. Thank oh, you so wow. And I figured it out. I figured out why. Okay. This was part of my two year from 38 to now transition process. 
I wanted to be, and did you know that flight attendants use two fingers because one finger in some cultures, it's kind of like us flipping the bird. Okay. See, I Why thought we, they used the two fingers so they could just make sure you see them. <laughs> that too, ladies and gentlemen, the exits can be found. So I realized why. Why? Because I love to travel. If okay. you see up here, these are some of the magnets of some of the countries that we've traveled to. I love to travel. That's one. And I love to serve. I love quite literally to serve. I think that um, I am my most happy when I am setting a big spread and a big table. You've seen me deliver yes. workshops and it just, I mean, it just, that is the sweet spot where I, where I find, you know, right. the needs around me with what I was God given here to do and what this journey on this earth has allowed me to grow and polish mm -hmm. and, and refine. And in some cases, perfect. Well, you know, let's go a little deeper into serving. Um, sure. I don't think people realize, I know you realize it, but really think about the fact that when you own a business, when you're doing a project, when you're doing anything, you're truly serving an audience and a community with it. How do you take that? How do you fuel that service? I know you have to get tired. How do you fuel yourself while you're doing this service for others? Yeah. So the first stage, uh, it has to be fueled with lots of reality checks. Mm. When you have a business, some people get into business because they say, well, I don't want to have to work for anyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, surprise, if you start a business, you are working for a heck of a lot of other people. Yeah, they you just call clients instead of a boss. Clients, lawyers, uh, uh, the, the city, county policies, you work for a heck of a lot of other people and ultimately you're responsible for it. The reality check of some people say, well, I want to own a business because I want to, you know, make my own money or I, you know, literally the business is owning you. And yes, that for me is exciting to know mm -hmm. that it's in my hands, whether in a month I make $15,000 or $500 that that is very powerful and encouraging. And it allows me to balance a lot of things in my life uh, with the kids and with travel and personal goals and things like that. But it's a huge responsibility to say that everything weighs on you. Right. And so for me in my space, there's starts with the reality check of what you're really here to do as a business. And I, I listen to a lot of um, motivational, we've talked about this, about mm -hmm. motivational speeches. And it's kind of like my pre-workout. My pre-workout goes directly <laughs> to my head. Right. To there's one that says if your why doesn't make you cry mm -hmm. then that is not your why mm -hmm. so my why is because nobody taught us mm -hmm. stop right there as hispanic women nobody taught us a whole bunch of stuff right. as immigrants nobody taught us nobody sat down with us and said hey it you you're you're living some positives, but sometimes it's going to be arduous and hot and hard. And you're going to be confused because you're kind of from there and you're kind of from there and you're not enough to be back from there. and You're not enough to be from here. It's going to be tough. I think that the same social media that, that we were talking about has right. stripped away and traded a false sense of us sitting on the corner in the block with the soda or the ladies having coffee or playing, you know, canasta like they used to. Right. When these conversations were being had about mm -hmm. 
that husband of mine, I just want to show <laughs> And somebody would say, but, you know, think about this. And, oh, you could hear other people's perspectives. Right. Generally speaking, I say this a lot with food because that's my, that's my heart is clean food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've traded convenience mm-hmm. for quality. Oh, and so my why, yeah. my why speaks about slowing things down, getting us all on an even table where it doesn't matter if you were born here and raised here mm-hmm. or you're an immigrant whose you know, family works at the Mexican restaurant or the Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant or you're an exchange student from you know, the Middle East. It doesn't matter. There are some kind of international truths, which is life has and can have a relentless parade of misery. Right. And it can have an abundant, ever-flowing reign of blessing. And it's important for us to just grow through it. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, keeps me grounded to say, oh, do I want to do a workshop this week or do I not? And I think about the two, three, five, six people that I can potentially influence. Because being an army veteran and a military spouse, the reality is that we put on our faces to go out mm. into the world, yes. but maybe in our cars or maybe at home or maybe like myself in our kitchen pantry on the floor, life and loneliness can get so overwhelming that we may consider making decisions that we can't take back. Right. To just, to, just, to, just, to just take away the pain of just having to navigate life. So with the Growth Path Project, what I aim to do is not just myself, but eventually create a network of bold, courageous people that say, if I can just have a genuine conversation mm-hmm. that gives perspective to someone, whether right. I know or not, it could save somebody's life. Or it could make a mama be able to endure a little bit longer through a deployment or through a spouse's you know, business travel schedule or right. somebody who's, ha- who's on a weight loss journey to have a better relationship with food or somebody who is you know, in their 50s and thinking about going back to school but having all these doubts. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I especially like that here in the South. Oh, yeah, because we're all about that. We are all about the community. Um, and I think it's a Southern thing to be able to um, know your neighbor. Um, we've gotten out of that a little bit, but um, community focus is a huge aspect of just life in general. One mm. of the things I say that we as humans have forgotten of the resources that we have that are, we're born with is community. We may be born by ourselves, but we're born into a community and we are taught to be individualistic, but our human nature is to be around people. Our human nature is to connect. And that's what, that's what we thrive in. That's how we grow. You cannot grow if you don't have something to model after. You cannot grow if you don't have anybody next to you because you'll stay stagnant because you think that this is the only way. So unless we have a community focus, there's no way for us to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that um, in the summer in the South and in the holidays in the South, there are really great opportunities to, to have genuine conversations. Folks, stop. Oh, everything's all right. Oh, everything's oh, all right. No. When you're crumbling inside, it's important that we find folks that we can trust 
to have conversations that are meaningful and important. I personally am not a fan of small talk. Uh, you know, it'll be very quick that we just <laughs> small talk. Please don't talk to me about the weather uh, because there's nothing we can do about it. Just look at your app and drive on from the weather and then tell me, you know, how, how you're overcoming a, a stage of your life or where you're thriving. I don't hear enough women saying, hey, I'm kicking ass at this. Right, hey, right, right. And I want to hear women saying, you know what? Things are okay. I could, I could throw my husband out the window right now, but man, the kids have had all their assignments turned in on time and I haven't had laundry sitting in the dryer more than two days. Things are oh, good. I see, you are asking for miracles. I do at least take the laundry out of the dryer, but it's sitting in the basket. So, you know, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's a personal issue. I know, right? Okay, so I want to get down to at least one tactical thing. Um, you you mentioned something just one second ago about um, making sure that you can grow through it and and that you can be part of a community. How do you suggest through your work that you've done, all the things that you do, that you can open yourself up to be in community with people, that you can use the resilience that you have in order to grow? Give me a few things that you would suggest to a person who's having some problems, um, sure. to be by themselves, but they, like, they're like you. I feel like something's happening to me. I don't know what it is, but I feel it. I feel it. I know it's there. What would you tell them to do next? How would you tell them to go ahead and get that out of them or at least start the process? Yes, that's exactly where it starts, Shanice. Thank you for the opportunity. It starts with turn all the noise down, put your phone away, turn off the TV, just treat yourself to an hour at the library, a couple of hours pen and paper, and start making a list of the things that make you happy. Know thyself. It is the cardinal commandment. Know thyself. Once you know thyself and you say, hmm, you know what? I've always liked the thought of going to a cooking class or, oh gosh, these people talk too much over here. I have no interest in this. Whatever it is, that's okay. It's okay for you to say, I can't stand those PTA people. Or it's okay for you to say, I really want to be in that group of these PTA people. Number one, know thyself. My friends, if you do not know thyself, no matter what you try, it may not work out. Mm -hmm. Once you have an incline, it doesn't mean that you have to complete that process. But once you have an indication of, hey, I like big crowds or I like small crowds, I like live music or I like loud concerts, once you have a little bit of an indication, then match that up with your schedule. Okay, we talk a lot about schedule in the Growth Path Project, and my personal mantra at the end of the year for the coming year is that I will schedule all of my vacation, I will schedule all of my massages and personal mm -hmm. health there, I will schedule the children's activities, and then I will work around that, okay? Mm -hmm. now, I have worked really hard to get to that point, it's taken me a decade. So if you can just do that in advance, once you know a little bit about what you like, match it up with your availability, the next thing is called the proximity principle. And that is for you to go and get in proximity with people who are doing it, who are great at, who left that thing that you like to do. What does that look like, for example, Shanice? Let's say that you uh, want, you, you, you've 
driven by or you've walked by races, you know, people, people are running races right. and you're, and that just sparks you. But you think, gosh, I'm too old. I'm too overweight, but I don't, but it keeps coming at you. It keeps mm-hmm. coming at you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think about, for example, looking online to see when the next race is in your community, right? Go to the dollar store and get yourself a, a what, what is that it's called in English? Uh, cardboard, right, right. The markers, and just say, "Keep going." Just do a sign to keep going. Go plop yourself at the street as these runners are going by, and inc- and that'll be the first step. Right. Once you're in that, look, it gives me chills. I know. I'm a runner, so it gives me chills. Once you're in that environment, that's gonna trigger something inside of you, mm-hmm. and from there, you have the option to make a decision: Do I start going for a walk around the block? Do I want, do I go to the doctor and see what kind of things I need in order to, to maybe be, be healthy tour, or maybe, maybe you're unable, physically unable to do that thing. How can I be part of this community that means something to me by being in proximity to it? Right. So know thyself, line that up with your availability. And the final step is to get in proximity. I believe that that will build the most important thing in our life. Uh, when it comes to growing, which is momentum. And if mm. you just, every Saturday I went to here or, hey, you know, my, I'm going to go visit my in-laws in this state. Let me just look and see if there's a race happening. I'll go to the local store and buy some cardboard with the kids and maybe hand out water or volunteer. Right. Being in proximity of the things that you uh, want to be is, is my, my final tip. Oh, I love that. So, okay. Make your list, know thyself, which I love. I even yeah. use know thyself when I'm doing business thing. You have to know who you are. You Make know sure who you, you are. Keep your schedule and see how you can match it up. Get in proximity with the proximity principle. And I would say execute because by that time, you're going to be really in there so much that it's going to rub off, which I like. See, I'm going to put myself in proximity to a whole bunch of billionaires so it'll start rubbing off. So... <laughs> Because I need that to rub off of me and, and get yeah. it in there and, mm-hmm. and do it. So what, what's next? What can we expect from you? Tell me, how can we, you know, be yeah. a part of Growth Path Project and get more Sandra in my life? Besides, yeah. you know, I have her number, so I can call. But how can everybody else get Don't in touch? my number away, Shanice. I'm not going to give your number away. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, what's next? How can they get a part of Sure. So growthpathproject.com is how you can get a hold of me. Uh, I have collaborated with the Women's Business Center at Columbia College to deliver some workshops there because we love the facility, because we love their mission, and because we've done it there successfully before, and we just want to keep growing a good thing, growthpathproject.com. What you can expect from me up ahead is my own podcast. You know, I like a podcast. I know it. My own conversations about everyday local champions who demonstrate resilience and tenacity in the face of situations and made the decision not to give up, but instead to grow through it. And the most interesting project that is on the horizon, that is about six months away for for the third quarter of the year, is the fact that I am maximizing the talents given to me Mm -hmm. and creating a mirror growth path project in Espanol 
para la comunidad hispana. So I'm very excited to launch a mirror um, organization that does all of these things in Spanish for Spanish speakers. And it's also my way to travel a lot more to Latin America. <laughs> well, you know, that'd be great to travel to Latin America. <laughs> I, I want to go to Latin America with you. So. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. You make yourself wait. very useful and we can, we can find a place for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it because I want to go. I want to go for real. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Sandra. I appreciate you being on the Bootstrap Queen podcast. And, and I look forward to you um, and all the endeavors. And I love you so much. And this is going to be amazing. Thank you so much, Shanice. You've been a, a world, of, a, a comet of encouragement in my life and in this season. It is a joy to be in proximity to you. You are part of the proximity that I seek. Um, if anybody gets the opportunity to be around Shanice, you're going to find yourself being propelled, whether you want to or not. This lady is in motion. So keep your eyes on her. Keep your eyes on her growth path because I believe it's very exciting. Shanice, it's great chatting with you. It's great chatting with your audience. I am at your service. As you know, my name is Sandra Metzdorf, and you can reach me at growthpathproject.com. All right. Thanks, Sandra. Thank you. I just love Sandra. When we spend time together, we call it SNS time. And you guys have no idea how hard it was to do a straight interview and contain our energy because we would have gone all off task because when we get together, it's like an explosion that goes in there. When your colleagues become your friends and you can sharpen iron with someone, that's who Sandra is to me. And I'm so glad that you guys got to meet her and I got to introduce her to you. So make sure y'all contact her whenever you need something. And if you see us in the room together, watch out because we're probably going to just have all this energy going and it's going to be contagious. So now that you are an avid listener to the Bootstrap Queen podcast, I know you're telling your friends all about the Bootstrap Queen Tell them to go to www.thebootstrapqueen.com. That's www.thebootstrapqueen.com. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Speaker or iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, download, tell your friends about it because I am here to serve you and I want you to be able to connect with the Bootstrap Queen podcast. All right, that's a wrap. We'll see you next time on the Bootstrap Queen podcast.